It's time for some hostile therapy. Welcome to another episode of Hostile Therapy with your host, Big Red. Across me, it's Mr. Adam. How you doing, Red? He is... <laughs> <laughs> he's eating all my starbursts. He's going to be hyped for the show. What can I say? Sugar addiction. Uh, long, some some long, people are on drugs, some people are on candy. Well, as long as it's not booker sugar, that's all I care <laughs> oh about. Oh my gosh. You know, you don't want that booker sugar. But over here, coming to the show for a second time, we would like to welcome Miss Nige, the extraordinary comedian. Hey, 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 hey! Thank you for having me back, baby. I'm excited. Yeah, she showed up extra, extra early today, right before the sun came up. She, she showed up <laughs> at my house. She thought she thought I said ten o'clock because she did say ten. She, she thought I said uh, do a five page report on Donald Trump. Because she did say, he said, he said, save the union. And, uh, <laughs> did you say save the union? He said, yes, he said, the save the union speech. That's what he said. So, I fucking, that's what it is. I, I might have said something like that. You said all of that. You said 10 o'clock, save the union, this, that, and, and the other one. And I was like, okay, got it, because I wrote it down. Okay, did you, did you discover any great information from that? You wanted to give us some details about that? No, because I was tired and you made me do some <laughs> shit I didn't want to do. I was mad as hell. How late did you stay up? I, I didn't go to bed till almost three. Damn! And then I had to be here by ten. <laughs> and then I get here and he like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you mean? You talk-. He was like, well, shit. Adam don't even get here at twelve. And I'm like, well, why the fuck am I here? He like, I don't know. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, she like, must be on that book of sugar. That's what he said. Just go buy something. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not going to just go out there and spend money because you told me to come two hours early. I told you. No, I didn't tell you. I said 12. Well, you could have stayed too. I mean, but you said you want to see your kids. I'm like, you're a good mother. I'm not sticking around this bitch for two fucking hours. Hell no, I might as well go home and be with my kids. I'm watching Netflix and having pancakes. You can come in if you want to. Hell Mm -hmm. no, that's the date. We ain't got time for that shit. I'm going back home. I got them youngest. I'm getting the fuck out of here. She drove three states to go all the way back home just to come. And then she came back. That's why you were late the second time. I get it. That was done intentional because I was up the street. I was in the car and shit. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not even sure I'm on time. It's the second time on time. Black people ain't supposed to be on time two times in a row. Nah, right. I ain't. And then the bitch was early both times. Nah, I ain't got time for that. I'm going to be late on purpose. Fuck this shit and pay my nails. Sit right here. Drink my little coffee. Because it took me 12 when I, I got lost trying to get out the fucking this shit right here. <laughs> I was around here for 23 goddamn minutes after I left from here. Wait a minute. So you had to remember on your own. You didn't even have a GPS, did you? Because you can't see on My your phone. phone. Can you? No, I tried to. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. I tried to get out. And I was like, oh, shit. I fucked up to check this money. <laughs> I kept running into dead ends and quarter sacks and shit. And I'm like, hey, fuck. Do I get out? I'm like, somebody save me. I can't even call for help out this bitch. Speaking of saving, let's go into the story with uh, Terry Crews. He needs some saving from toxic masculinity.
was sexually assaulted by Adam Bennett, who was the head of the motion picture department at William Morris Endeavor. But instead of a professional meet and greet, Cruz claims Bennett leered at him from across the room. And he looked me in my eyes and he was sticking his tongue out overtly sexually to me. I mean, it was no mistake that this was a, a, a sexual type tongue move. And I'm going, and I'm thinking it's a joke. I reach my hand out and he, he takes his right hand and under mine and immediately squeezes, grabs my genitals and just, and I'm jumping back like, hey, hey, mm -hmm. whoa. And he go and he still, and he jumps back and he still does this tongue stuff and he's making weird noises and he comes back again. The alleged groping happened in front of his wife, Rebecca King Cruz. She confirmed her husband's account to ABC News. So she's witnessing the entire thing. She's witnessing the whole thing. I felt nothing but rage, rage, Mike. But my wife prepared me. She said, Terry, you cannot handle these kind of things with violence. You can't hit back. Because if you hit per people and if you do this stuff, you're going to be under the jail. I was sexually assaulted by a successful Hollywood agent. The assault lasted only minutes. But what he was effectively telling me while he held my genitals in his hand was that he held the power, that he was in control. You know, the first reaction was to be violent. And I immediately held back. Why weren't you? You're a big, powerful man. Why didn't you? Senator, as a black man in America. Say it as it is. I think it's important. You only have a few shots at success. You only have a few chances to make yourself a viable member of the community. I'm from Flint, Michigan. I have seen many, many young black men who were provoked into violence and they were in prison and then, or they were killed and they're not here. When we were growing up, the only reason to go to a gym or take karate or box was either to, to stop, have people stop messing with you or to get somebody back. That was all. You wanted people off you. Look at you, Muhammad Ali, you can look at any athlete. They went and got physically strong because they were tired of being victims. And so that was a perspective I was speaking from. I'm saying to you, I would have done, not you, not you. I wouldn't let somebody I pay touch me, but let alone let, let, let anybody touch me from the wife, let alone somebody who I was paying. You're not going to fondle me and give me an invoice. That's just not going to happen. Um, I would have probably punched that guy. So another, so a guy. Was the guy or his wife? No, the guy grabbed Terry Crews. Okay. Oh. Yeah, not his wife. He he grabbed Terry Crews's junk. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. So. Then what happened? Didn't really say anything. He just like, oh, I'm offended. You know that this guy just grabbed my junk like that. And he didn't really say anything. He just remained quiet because. He said because he knew he was trying to make it big in Hollywood. So he knew if he became the angry black man and attacked this guy, he might lose his chance of, you know, having a big movie career. Yeah. So he did nothing.
until years later when the Me Too movement, you know, began this movement, then he talked all of a sudden. And now he's saying he, he suffered some PTSD from it, and now he's an advocate for uh, guys being sexually assaulted in the workplace. And he's caught quite a bit of flack uh, from a lot of guys saying, you could have done something. D.L. Hughley, being one of his targets, a uh, you know, well-known comedian, former Kings of Comedy uh, guy in the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, who has a great radio show now, had an interview on Vlad TV saying that, you know, God didn't give you muscles for nothing. You know, you could have done something. You could have pushed the guy back or something. You know, you would have been, you wouldn't have been looked at as a uh, sympathetic figure if you had just pushed the guy or just said something, said something to him. And Terry Crews heard this interview and said, you know, why don't I just walk up and pretty much slap the toxic masculinity out of you? And they've been going a little bit back and forth on Twitter. So I guess the question is, uh, do you have, do you feel sorry for Terry Crews at all for not you know not saying anything and now catching all this flack from mostly guys uh, for not doing anything? Do you feel sorry for him at all now for catching this flack years later? You think he did the right thing? Um, I feel the same way as I feel about the, the Archibald. What's that? It's the same way, but just because you're another doesn't make any difference. Like you could have. Done something. Yeah. And you don't have to be physical all the time. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? You could have said something to him one on one as a man, like, yo, dog. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do here, but that's not my thing. But don't do it again, type deal. Yeah. You could have said something. You don't have to be physical with a person. And I get that you're trying to make it in the business, but how far are you going to go if you just let him grab you? You know what I'm saying? Then you don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Uh, honestly, I'm a little surprised. Is he saying he's suffering from some sort of mental disorder or PTSD or... He says that. I don't know. From, if like, he, one contact? Yeah. Like that? I don't know if he, like, went to a a doctor and was told he, he has PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He play, he, he's a former football player. Um, so what? <laughs> so I'm a little I bit, mean, like... It's like... Patting and all kinds of getting... Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, I feel like if yeah. the dude actually molested him or something, like, I mean, that's that's different, right? You know, yeah. but I mean, you're just talking like the dude just kind of, kind of like caught him off guard in a moment, and it's like that one moment was gonna last the rest of his life. Uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't know. That's a little surprising to me. I mean, I just I have a harder time understanding exactly how that uh, how that all worked out. You yeah. know? Yeah, I mean. What if this, I mean, what if this had happened to his wife? Well, he's just going to sit there and like, That's well, I can't say anything because, you know, I'm trying to get his movie career. So I'm just going to remain quiet on this. I know it um, happened. It happens to people's wives. Yeah. And I was about to say, like, what if he just tried to just grab him by the pussy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, he got his How version many? of grabbing by the pussy when he grabbed him by the dick. But what I'm saying is, would his reaction have been the same? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I believe it happened, but I just can't believe he could, didn't do anything. If this happened in front of you, in front of your husband, it got grabbed by the dick. Even how his would wife. You, yeah. Like, I would, how would you feel? I, I like, would, well, y'all know me. I'd feel <coughs> fucked out. 
Hey, that is mine. Don't touch my shit. I'll play those type of games. I'd have said something. She seen it? Did she see it? She, she was right beside him. Oh. She was standing right there. And it was like. They swing this thing. They, they, yeah, it could be it too. They, they swing it. She probably was like, oh. I, I don't know. It better. sounds to me like there's at least more to the story. Mm-hmm. And he just. Forgot to tell the rest of that part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, what, what do you think could be more to the story? Like he probably actually knew that dude or something, or I, I don't know. I, I mean, see. but it it just sounds like either there's more to the story, mm-hmm. or or I feel like almost more like he's just jumping on the bandwagon and trying to be a part of the Me Too movement, and mm-hmm. it didn't really like he didn't say nothing because it it was like oh that was weird and uncomfortable, but yeah. it didn't really really bother him. I don't know. To me, it just seems like those two explanations are much more plausible. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. What the problem with me, um, with this situation is, it seems like he cares more about, you know, the big money or the fame versus his morals. Like he, he would do anything and put anything aside just so he can become famous. Like, okay, what, what, and this is to your point. Uh, with the R. Kelly girls or whatever, with the parents. It's like, okay, if this has been a regular Joe Schmo, if this been a bus driver that had molested these kids, they probably would have, or a teacher, they probably would have said something in like 0.5 seconds and had this dude arrested. But because the promise of fortune and fame was into play, they, you know, just kind of brushed that, swept that under the rug and didn't worry about it. And I think that's the same thing with him. And that's also, I mean, that's the thing I have with a lot of the people in the movement. You know, I don't have a problem with them um, outing a lot of these people who are, you know, sexually assaulting, raping these women or whatever. But the reason why a lot of them didn't say anything was because they thought it was going to mess up their chances of becoming famous. And I think that's, that's backwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, with me personally, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, and that's the right thing to do. Is like to put your feelings, your morals ahead of everything else. But they're putting money over everything. Right. And that's what happens. <laughs> it never works out. It never works out. And, and that's why they're not getting a lot of backing. That's why a lot of people are not backing Terry Crews now. Because it's like, dude, you could have been said something. And... Like I said, if this was in your backyard, if this is probably one of your uncle, your friends, or just random stranger, you would have said something. You know, you, you would have said something. Only because you had the promise of making millions of dollars, which you're doing now. I mean, I don't know what his, his salary is per movie, but I'm pretty sure he's making a good chunk of change now. Um, making a good chunk of change over Old Spice. <laughs> that, you're right about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it's just, to, me, to me, like, the only other reason to be like, <clears throat> He didn't say anything. Was that it? Really, wasn't that big a deal to him at the time. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I could totally see him going like, "That was weird, awkward, and I don't want that to happen again." But he's not really going like, "Oh my gosh, he just went home and cried." <laughs> Did he just go home and cry after that? I mean, dude, dude, he's like six two, six three. So you think it's okay for a nigga to walk in a room and grab you by the No, no. But I'm saying, like, do you do you think that? Everyone, you know, if you, if you went and did that, you just go down the street and you just grab grab a guy like that, that he's going to have PTSD from that? No, I don't. No. Most guys are probably no. going to be appreciative for that. I'm and just saying, they're, they're not, right? <laughs> I mean, you're going to get punched in the face, but they're not going to go home and cry about it. You might get paid. You know, if a girl does that, she might just get paid for that. <laughs> what? And, you know, 
That's, that's, that's it, my but point. it wasn't a girl. Yeah, it was a guy. I know, I know, but it's I'm true. just saying, like, if, if one guy does that to another guy, <clears throat> do guys just one time, they just, they just come a couple feel right there, right? Does that other guy just have PTSD and live in anxiety from that point forward? Um, Cry in the shower. Well, you know. Therapy. If, if he has, <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good question because if they have something back in their mind, like, oh, I could be a little gay, and then some random shit happens, then it's like, that's, oh, that felt kind of good. I'm not going to oh say gosh. anything. I kind of sort of like it, so I'm going to just wait and see what happens. Just a little gay. <laughs> 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 Outside of that, I'm just like... Even, <laughs> even that, that's not like... It doesn't bring about PTSD sort of feelings. That's a totally it different... It could be, because he could freak out like, ah, shit, ah, they got me, got me. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> Sitting there thinking, like, how did he know? <laughs> right. Like, oh, shit, he's my brain. Oh, shit, I wanted him to kind of grab my dick a little bit, but I wasn't sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, th- I definitely do think he's, like, piggybacking. I want to see me too more. Oh, Lord, my GPS. See, this is what I'm talking about right here. See, this girl got a GPS uh, thing still on. I'm so sorry. You had, you had <laughs> got lost. All these brownie points you, you, you got know, this morning, you just lost she probably, them all. She probably left at 8 yeah. so that she could get here on time. Yeah. I got lost in the circle. <laughs> 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 my phone is um, my phone set up. I can't get out of it. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're not sure not how to sure help. Not sure how to help. Yep. Thanks, Google. Uh huh. See, see, this is how Terry Crews felt when the guy grabbed on his junk. He just needed Google to help him out in that moment. <laughs> what do I do when? No. Wait about a decade, and then the Me Too movement would come out. And then you can get some professional help and some money behind the movement. Thanks, Google. 6'2", 240 pounds, man. Come on. PTSD. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not, guys. It's tough. It's tough to, for me to, you know, be completely uh, supportive, <coughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, guys are supposed to be looked at as a protector, at least to a degree. But come on, dude. It's, it's not like you were in a fight with this guy. Yeah, you played professional football. You all right, all right over there, Nandy? Nope. Yeah. You got, you, got P, you got Google PTSD over there? I do. Now I'm going to be afraid every time I come. See, that shit could happen, so it might. he might have. I don't know. Just today, the famed fashion house Gucci is apologizing for selling this sweater that appears to mimic blackface. Twitter exploded. What the hell were they thinking? Went one post. Gucci announced today that the sweater is being yanked from the marketplace. Gucci deeply apologizes for the offense caused. There was immediate criticism that the bright red lips resembled blackface, a discriminatory form of makeup used to stereotype black people, which dates back over 200 years. The ski-style jumper has since been removed from stores, while Gucci promises to turn the incident into a powerful learning moment. In Adidas's case, an entirely white pair of shoes made to celebrate Black History Month, massively missed the mark. Twitter was ablaze with criticism for the Ultra Boost Uncaged for its lack of design and its ill-judged name, forcing Adidas to apologize and sideline the shoe. The rival high-end fashion house Prada pulled these keychains that look like blackface dolls. When did this happen? 
just two months ago. First go off with the, uh, the Gucci outfits. Uh, what would you say? Would you say that people are overreacting? Or would you say the outright the outrage is just right? I think it's very misplaced. That outfit was horrendous anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if it wasn't blackface, who on earth thought that that was a good idea? Outside of racial <laughs> connotations. It's not, yeah. it's not the, like, you know, it's like the fashion sense was terrible. shoes all the time yeah like all, i was saying like what you're not allowed to release white shoes oh, like it's but, shoes yeah but all but white on saying, all black history month right i think that's the the irony i guess is in is it all white you have to have all white t-shirts for you can't have all Even white t-shirts i mean you would think they would have something more dedicated what about that shoe reminds you of black history month what, what, it, it, some writing that says Martin Luther King not something the, the, what, what, you know, okay. something on there was, well, I, I guess maybe did I miss it was that supposed to be for <coughs> Black History Month yes yeah, yeah okay that was supposed to be dedicated to Black History Month but nothing about it just seemed dead, I would have I would have never known it was for a Black History Month shoe at all I mean shoot uh, I don't know. Maybe made some of the shoes they wore back in the day. Put Adidas on the the wingtips they wore back in the day during the marches. Something dedicate the Black History Month. Put Martin Luther King's mileage on the side of the shoes when they walked. <laughs> Something, but nothing about it. I, I would have never known. I wouldn't say the shoe was racist, but there's nothing about the shoe that seemed dedicated to Black History Month. Mm-hmm. You know, but the other the the mask, the Gucci it, mask. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I just have a hard. No, I can't say it's hard to feel that it's not done on purpose. But I just feel like the people they have working in the office don't have any. Either don't have any black employees. They could have said, "Hey, this is not a good idea." They either they don't have black friends, something. But someone should have told them this is not a good idea. For one, in that business, they have to have at least one black employee. Okay. <laughs> You're not gonna tell me there's not at least one black person. Not necessarily, because where well, I mean, where is that business at? Because it's like H and M. But even it's if not it's American, not I don't think it's an American that department. It's oh. not like they created that and then released it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else looked at that, yeah, and said, "Okay, this is good to go." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at least we're we're not even gonna put a whole team of people together. Yeah, we're gonna put maybe you know the people that created it one. Yeah, the person that looked at it two. Person that released it, three. That's three different people you got. Don't I'm sure it was more than that. What man. kind of nationalities? But some somebody <laughs> seen <laughs> the I'm negativity sure. in it and still released it. See, yeah, I, I just don't think that's necessarily that true. <clears throat> because um, while I know it's a really big deal for a lot of people in the black community, plenty of people don't really know what blackface is, and especially if you think about people that are if they're under thirty years old. <laughs> I don't, they have no idea if, it, if it's possible anyway. 
they have no idea that it's really associated with that. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty I'm, sure they're older than 30 in that company, though. I have no There's idea. Some, I have I'm no sure idea. there's some 50s and 60-year-olds. But I'm just saying, it's, it's definitely plausible that they didn't know anything. But I, I have no idea. Like, right, like, to me, like, when you put up the picture of Blackface, and the fact is, like, I have no idea. I don't understand at all. Why on earth you'd have red lips on this black outfit? Because that is so weird. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It so was, was there? You think their well, intention if, was just to why, piss why off black it? people? That's what I think. But I'm just saying. Okay, so then why didn't they make it blue or green or yellow? Why did I, it have to be black? You know I don't know if that's the only Everything. one though. I don't know if that's the only color they got, but that's the only one I've seen in the advertisement. So. I don't know if they were expecting that we just wouldn't notice. I'm just the fuck wouldn't notice it. And then you got well, that's the point though. The like, how come they didn't notice it before it was released? But look at the model. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. What about the model? Just that she's white. Do you know anything about blackface? Just that she's white. I mean, <clears> is, that, is that the point, or what do you mean? White person doing blackface. Right. Yeah. Are you just saying like it should have been a different? interested in seeing like do you just think that there are just a bunch of people that are intentionally just trying to piss off the black community no i'm not saying that i'm saying certain things they they (coughs) are releasing is sparking the flame that's what i'm saying but i'm asking do you think it's intentional or it's unintentional i think it's it's intentional i think it's i don't think it's intentional that they're trying to get the outrage like they got now i think it's intentional it is possible as intention that they want released and it's almost a secretive thing that only a certain people will know what it really means while other people are wearing it whatever like, we, I, like i'm not really sure where you're going with this because I mean, no, to me okay. you're, you're just starting to dip into like illuminati stuff and i mean it could be i mean well, oh my look gosh at the, look at, I, okay, I mean we're not going as far as illuminati but there's esoteric uh, messages everywhere and why couldn't it be in this if no one didn't say anything about this if black community didn't become an uproar because I can't see why you would waste money because that's money right there that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying though right <coughs> I, I don't see why like what's what's the reasoning yeah. behind it yeah so I, I, I say from two points I think either it could have been released and they didn't they were hoping an outrage wasn't coming about and still, uh, they could have this racist message sent out without people complaining. Like, all right, we got all these people wearing this outfit, but jokes on them. This is actually a racist outfit. Or the people they have in their company don't know a crap about what is actually racist out there. They don't know a crap about blackface, or they don't have a black friend that tells them in that company that yeah. you shouldn't release this. Right. I believe it's one of the two. I just can't. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like the, the one with the, the boy with the coolest monkey shirt. Now, that one is more mind-blowing to me. <laughs> that one's more mind-blowing, but yeah. But then again, the mother of the child. That's what we were saying. Is like, yeah. Why would she even allow that? Again, it's money. <clears throat> yeah. 
She, yeah, but, she knows how the the racial connotations that come with that. So yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about the mother? Did she just what is it? She just had no what ethics I think she, about it, or what? I think she How'd was, that work out? I think she was hoping that no one would say nothing about it, and her boy would have been a famous model. And I, she probably got the check first, shit. Yeah, that too. You got the check first, and then you saw the picture, like, oh, son of a bitch. It's too late now. Yeah. I don't think you have to see a picture to know that one's like, not gonna go. Like, okay, let me, I'll pull up another picture. Do you remember? Do you remember those Adidas shoes that came out? I think the early two thousands. With that the shackles. Yeah, the shackles, had shackles on them. Yeah, the I shackles. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they. I don't know if they ever got released, but I remember the pictures for them. I, someone didn't say nothing to no one about this. Let me show you about this. I think they came out in the early two thousands. I'm like. Who thought this was a good idea for any race for these shoes to come out? They were breaking free. That's I guess. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to buy you a pair. <laughs> You'll buy me a pair? Mm-hmm. I'm going to shackle the shit out you. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see those shoes right quick. Yeah. yeah. Is That's it crazy. Tr- yeah, right? How's it make and they were about well, you know, to release those shoes. Well, you, I mean, <clears throat> you know, like to me, this is, uh, this they, is more about prison than anything else. Yeah, but they were marketed. They were marketed to African Americans. Right. They, they were urban gear, and only because an outrage was brought about it, they didn't actually release them. I don't think. Yeah, they canceled the shoes. So it was like that's kind of what I'm leaning to. Is like this m- must be. No one of importance to say, hey, these shoes are not a good idea. You're going to bring a lot of flack with this. You might want to just re- try to do another design for the shoe because this is not going to be good. I can see if it was one <clears throat> company. This is several companies that's doing the same as thing. Yeah. So what, which, which again, to me, lead, leads me to the question of like, okay, so do you actually think that all of the clothing companies are just conspiring Against, I don't think, I don't, I'm not, don't, you're not going to, you're not going to get that. <laughs> so not, don't you think some of them are simply mistakes and oversights? You just looked at that shoe. You, don't, you think that's a mistake? That was your first time seeing that picture. You think that was a mistake? If somebody brought those shoes home to your brother, your kid, or whomever. Yeah. How would you feel? I, I don't know if I, I would just be like, that is really weird, but. I mean, what else? What else? Sh- what should I feel? What are you expecting that I would feel if somebody bought those for my family? Your family and my family are different. Yeah. So, so you you would feel different if they bought them for you, right? For my sons, uh-huh. I would be highly offended. Right. Right. I would be just <laughs> right. You'd be livid, right? But why? Right. Why should I be as offended if they bought them for my? Family? You should be offended. Why? <laughs> like you said, you thought more of prison. Right? That's what you said. Yeah, of course. Okay. Because so, they're bloody orange. They're orange shackles. Right? Well, no, what color shackles are? Shackles are shackles. Well, because you know they go with the orange jumpsuits for prison. Well, what's your point? No, what's your point? Yeah, well, what's my your point? point? Is, like, I just, me personally, as a mom, and as if somebody would have put it, even as a gag gift, like, mm-hmm. shit like that to me is not funny. And that, for them to release it, like, on whatever the case may be, even with the belt around the neck, 
you can consider that as suicide. You can consider that as lynching. You can take it. <coughs> people minds work in different ways. But what uh-huh. I'm saying is, if you have six different people looking at the same picture, each person is going to have their own terminology of what that picture means. That's right. So you mean to tell me that just now you saw a negativity in that picture? Somebody at that company where all of those people work, nobody saw that, or nobody felt like. This is something that shouldn't go. That's why I don't think there's diversity. See, Adidas, that's a German, uh, that company's out of Germany. So I don't know what the diversity is like in that company, but but I don't think there's probably a lot of, you know, black people. But see, that's the thing, right? You know? But if you're you're, you're, you're a German company, African Americans, though. In Germany? But the shoe comes over here. I know know the shoes come over here. I know the shoes come over here, right? But if you have a bunch of German designers that live in a country that doesn't have the same American culture, doesn't have the same American history, then yeah, yes. they could overlook that. Right. Why? Because they, they weren't taught that in high school. They weren't taught that in college. What, diversity? Oh, diversity training? No, American history. American history, okay. I mean, but you know, uh, not, not necessarily though. I mean, we know certain things about Germany, some things that are... Sure. Not proper in Germany and Africa and different countries like that. Sure. And then they can hire someone. They sh- that's I mean, but that's what companies are supposed to do. Big companies, you're supposed to hire uh, someone that surveys the land where you're selling the shoe, and mm-hmm. certain things should be known. Um, you hire people from other countries, and they come and they report back to you like, "This is what these people like to buy," or "This is mm-hmm. what this." Uh, economic demographic well, likes to buy right but it sounds like they successfully did that with the adidas shoe right yeah right. They, they didn't launch it they didn't actually make it to market yeah right you know they went they went and they're like oh this sounds like a good idea and everyone said no it doesn't and they said oh you're right never mind threw those shoes away now, i don't i don't know that the one we just saw the all white shoe this isn't like they put a little thought into it I don't know if it was supposed to be. Uh, I don't think it was a racist message behind it, but it just don't seem like they put a lot of thought into it. Like mm-hmm. you know, just a regular all white shoe. You know, like, come on, you could have done more for that. It's we only get one month out of the year. Come on, you got twenty eight days. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you had like a whole year to think of something. Like, ah, got it, all white shoe. Let's get, let's put that out there. You want to put anything else on it? Nah, just slap a label on it and ship it out. No, they had it. It looked like um. Pavement, or you know, what I'm saying it's like bricking, like yeah, so that's right. what it looked like. Right. Bricking, that's what it looked like, yeah, like right. that. Like, that's okay. right. <clears throat> Martin Luther King would have wore uh, like Nikes anyway, he wouldn't wear Adidas. I, I have a good, loafers, I would have, a, I have a good source, loafers, man. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that in the end, you, you have you're a billion dollar company. You you should be able to hire someone that tells you these things are bad ideas. Either that you got to put more, you have to have more diversity in your boardroom. I said, I mean that's ridiculous. I mean, like I said, the Adidas shoe, I can the white shoe, I can kind of let that one slide and like that, whatever. The shackles, no. The, the coolest monkey but one. Still, man, you can't get away from that. You know the fact that their mother, and their parents <coughs> didn't really say anything. It's like they figured it's like, oh well, their parents are okay with it. She's oh, a joke we'll too. Fine. Oh no, right. she's getting it too. She's Fair a joke right. too for that. So, and she got her opinion of um, nasty opinions too for that. And she tried to defend it. I remember she tried to defend it when they were asking her, "Well, how come you were cool with 
I ain't seen nothing wrong with it either. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, black people can be cool with too. Well, here's the thing on his, on that particular shirt, it didn't have any images of an animal. You know what I'm saying? It was said cool as fuck in the jungle. Yeah. And then the next one, I don't remember what the other shirt said. Something about a tiger, but it had an image of a tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know different what I'm kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, H and M. Me, being African American and being a that just wouldn't happen if it was my kid. Because I'd have been like, well, where the fucking animal at on the shirt? Yeah, well, well, you didn't give me the tiger. Well, what monkey are you talking about? Get 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 that green ass sweater off my son. That that's what I said. Nah, we out of the other one. It's the only one we got left. You want? Well, you, you better put a monkey sticker on this bitch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Coolest kid in the jungle would be nice too. Actually, that would have been bad too. Just take the whole jungle part off. Just put coolest kid and move on. Right. <laughs> Now to a shocking revelation and an admission of shame. Actor Liam Neeson is facing a barrage of criticism after he revealed that he once contemplated racist revenge. Neeson told British newspaper The Independent that many years ago he took to the streets with a heavy stick for a weapon after a loved one had been raped. The loved one told him that she'd been raped by a black man, so he said he went out onto the streets to black neighborhoods, as I said, armed with a weapon, hoping a black man would provoke him so that he could uh, do that person harm. Listen to a portion of the interview. I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. I was trying to show honor to my stand up for my dear friend in this, in this terrible medieval fashion. All right, so your opinions on Mr. Neeson. Uh, should he be judged harshly for his views, uh, his testimony? You think he needs any kind of therapy to help him resolve what you may think is an issue for him, which people think he's racist? No. <laughs> I just had to get out there before I just said something. Son of a bitch. I, I was so depressed when I found out this was the guy from Taken. I was fucking mad about that. Okay. But, um, Actually, it's not a line from Taken? Nah. I've, I've watched Taken for fun. That wasn't a line. And Taken 2? Nope. Not from there either. And Taken the TV show? <laughs> it's on Netflix. He is taking advantage of this shit, okay? <laughs> this, um, well, I mean, they said it was 40 years ago, but here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you. Said it like that was current. Yeah. So that wasn't all the way in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. And even though you said you went, you got help <clears> or whatever, you you did that intentional. Like you grabbed the car. And he said, I don't know if you heard the whole interview, but he said that um, I guess his lady friend, his wife, whoever it was, kept asking him, like, where are you going? Where are you going? Nothing, we're just going out, blah, blah, blah. So 
all of that was intentionally. Like you intentionally went out looking for trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You went and he said he went in black neighborhoods mm-hmm. hoping that this would happen. A black yeah. bastard to come out and have a go with me. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like all of that was intentional. You you and you did it for about a week doing mm-hmm. the same shit. <clears throat> and then you realize you had an epiphany and oh oh god, I this is not right. I think somebody probably tried to try your ass. Wait, <laughs> wait, I'm out, just an actor. No This, this ain't what you want. <laughs> this is a... I don't know. I, I just ugh. I don't I don't know. I just I'm glad he didn't get a hold to him. And I'm glad someone didn't get a hold to him because even though he went out, like he said, somebody could have killed him as well. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You looking for a fight like that, you might get one. I don't know. Uh I, I can say I don't know. I, I want to say I'm trying to frame this. If someone came to me and said they raped sister, mother, best friend. And I go, and I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm like, I want to kill this guy now. And I say, okay, what did he look like? And she says, he was a Mexican. I'm probably going to say the same thing. though. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out to the most Mexican town there is. I'm well, why that. take it out on the whole race instead of the individual? Because I don't, she doesn't know who the individual is. angry. You, you're so pissed. You don't know who the individual is. And I get, I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But when you're angry as hell and when you just want to hurt someone, it's like if someone, if your sister, or let's say my sister was at a party and uh, a guy just punched her in the face. She doesn't know who the guy is, but she knows it's one of these black people at the party. And I just, I don't know who it is. But I, and I don't have any way to take my anger out. But I want just someone to get, I may be so angry that I want some black guy, hopefully he's going to out himself and say, hey, you know, I punched your sister early in the party. Hopefully this guy's going to do something to me and I just get to knock him out and get my aggression out, which is not going to, you know, it could be a random black guy, but it's not going to help the situation because you're not, you're probably not going to hit the person that affected your sister, but. Just anger, anger makes you do crazy things at times. And if somebody tells me uh, they got raped. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad either way. Like I said, because you may be hurting someone that, like I said, is an innocent person and had nothing to do with it. And what had happened if he actually killed the person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would have looked like a, almost like a Trayvon Martin type of situation. Yeah. Just killing a random person for nothing. But he, he didn't kill the person, so now we can talk in a positive light, kind of. Even you know, like I said it's forty years ago. He said, they didn't show it in that interview there, but he said the the way he got over it was he started power walking. Right. And I guess clearing his mind or whatever of the incident. Uh, and this was because of a movie, a movie role he was um, playing now. A movie that's out now, I forget the name of it, but I, had, I guess it has something to do with getting vengeance on someone. That's why the story came about. It's, it's not like it was just a random story he was giving out. He was giving an example of how you feel when you want to get revenge on someone, you're angry. Um, and he didn't, and, I, and I, I say this too, is he didn't have to release this information. You know, I feel like if either he was just ignorant that it, I know he's, what, he's from Australia. I think he's from, I think he's from Australia. And maybe he just didn't think that would be a, 
a big deal to say what he said in America. No, but uh, I mean, especially I, I say black bastard like that. I'm like, eh, maybe if you lift that part out. But that's, I mean, he's virtually quoting himself. <clears throat> he's virtually quoting himself from 40 years ago. Yeah. Right. And I think that honestly, his his admission and willingness to be able to just say that is more evidence of how much it's not a it's not a huge emotional thing for him anymore. He's completely healed over that, and he's not harboring like angry feelings anymore. Mm. You know, and to me, that's the major point is, it's like, okay, well, what, what can a person do? If somebody does something terrible, even terribly racist in the past, what can they do to get over it, be forgiven, and not be viewed as a racist in the future? Mm-hmm. Give me an example. Yeah, I like, what? I was, I, I don't know, I guess my, my mind is, is wired differently when it comes to certain subjects. Like I told you before, I was raped when I was nine, and my dad and my uncle wanted to get revenge as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they didn't take it out on an entire race. What? They, they, they yeah. took it out on him. Well, they knew who he was. They knew who he was. You know, they knew who he was and took it out on him. But I'm just saying, when you when I'm around a group of people that has been sexually assaulted and this, that, and third, mm-hmm. us being a victim, we don't want any, I'm my brother, my father, anybody to just go out and just randomly hurt people. Sure. Because I got totally friends out there of all races, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if it was a black, one, white, Chinese, whomever, that's putting my friends in danger. You're right. Mm-hmm. You it's totally, it's so, totally a rational way to act. Right. To get vengeance. I get an that. advocate for me. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Come with me to these meetings or because uh, therapy is involved. Mm-hmm. You know, you can show support Many different ways outside of being violence. People think that, oh, because it was so long ago that it should be okay. Violence is violence. I don't care if it was 40 years ago or 40 minutes ago. It's still violence. And you can always show a person your support or, you know, what did he say? That he wanted to um, that moment, bring honor to her. That, that is yeah. not just about... I mean, it's about more than that for him at those moments. But he so. kept saying, I wanted to bring honor to her. Yeah. <laughs> However he said, but you can do it in other ways. It doesn't, and that, it, I don't care if he would, if it was him or if it was Mike Tyson. I don't care who it was. If you don't have to be violent, you can do it in a different way. That's what, what I'm saying. What would you say he should have done in that situation? Since that he, he didn't know who it was, he just knew it was a black person. What What do you think he should have done? And it doesn't seem like to me like it was very likely. I mean, maybe if unless he has more to the story and stuff, it it seems more like. I mean, if it was a white person, I imagine he would have gone up down the streets looking for a white person. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what race it is. I'm right. Sure. So it wasn't we'll a racist comment. Then. It, it, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying take it out on an entire race. Like it doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter. My kids are mixed. Mm-hmm. So for me to say, oh, don't do it because they're black would be stupid because my kids are not just black. They have black, have Irish, have Indian, have German. So they got all kinds of shit going through their, through their, you know, through their veins. So for me, I just can't be one sided when it comes to race. It sounds like a lot because I'm a black, I, I'm a black woman, but I still have interracial kids. So and with that particular part, I just me being on that fence is just like, no, nah, if you're gonna do it and you can't get to the person, support me any way possible. Whatever I'm going through. Go through it with me. Be here with me. Not out on the street trying to bring pain to somebody else and their family. 
Because like he said, it's not going to do nothing but keep happening. Yeah. You bring violence to that family, guess what? Family, somebody in that family going to be thinking yeah. like you. Yeah. And then you have the cycle all over again. That's, I mean, that's, I'm trying to kind of frame for him. That's how he internalized the pain. And that's how he felt like that's how he was going to help her. It's, even though it sounds stupid to go, you know, like I said, go and attack some random person. He felt probably like her. He felt helpless. Maybe not as helpless as her, but he felt helpless to not be able to do anything. Because more than likely, they were, they, um, I wish I could look up more on it if they ever found the person who um, assaulted her. But more than likely, they're never going to find that person. And just speaking from a guy's perspective, if that happened, um, you know, to my significant other, I would feel horrible. I don't, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I could see myself wanting, not maybe acting upon it like he did, but if she told me it was a specific probably, person, you know, a specific race, I would want to act on it too. He didn't end up acting on it and <laughs> yeah. stuff. I think that's relevant. Yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, I could definitely yeah. you could you could definitely envision yourself <laughs> walking down the street, right? Yeah, I mean, like, damn, I wonder if that person's that person. I wonder if that's the person. I I can see that those gears working in someone's head that after someone uh, close to them got raped. But again, what if that actually did happen? What if he did go out and have a go at it with? Well, that's someone? that's the difference, right? Yeah. But isn't that what police, some police end up doing anyway? Just what trying to find some random person and they end up a lot of times finding the wrong person? Just going off of one little description. You fit the description. Of what? Black man walking. <laughs> you fit the description. Of yeah. what? But Chinese guy in a restaurant. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> but at some point, though, it's like I said, it's 40 years ago. Do we have to, don't we have to have the capacity to have people feel sorry for things and being forgiven for things like that, you know, because like I said, he could have kept that to himself. Do you think he actually could be actually sorry for what he actually did? I think he, I think he is remorseful. Yeah, I, I do. I do. It's just, you know, when you bring stuff like that to light, people are going to react to it. Well, and, all, and also, I mean, he was just ta- he was talking about the thoughts that he had in his own head, you know, and what he was prepared to do in some ways. Yeah. And so I think he realized that when he said, oh, God, again, I'm talking to a journalist at that. I mean, he said it yeah. in the original interview. He was like, you know, I've never said this to anybody else. And then the first time I said that, I said it to a journalist. So at that moment, he was like, oh, probably. <laughs> Get fucked. I probably shouldn't have said that. But it's out there now, so now he's got to deal with it. Yeah. Would you have thought any different if this wasn't Liam Neeson, the actor, and just I didn't even know Brandon. who he was oh, at you first. You know? Remember I told yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, when you said it, like, who is that? <laughs> when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, it's the Taken guy. <laughs> like, I have his picture in my cubicle right now. It says, take it down if here? you have my pen, I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take it down I still love him I but I just him. think that he should have he should have just told me I'd have been yeah. like bro listen <laughs> Liam if you're listening next time just come holler at your girl let's let's have a moment you still have that picture up? I do okay. it's in my cubicle right you know, now you going to keep it up? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> come on girl come on 
I still love him. I still love there you Taken. Go. There you go. Okay. You know, that was 40 years before the movie, so I can't do shit about that. Yep. The same thing. I still got my Chocolate Factory CD from Mark Evans. Oh, God. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, if I can find any more Hux to Blue Dream Runners, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. And let's leave Liam Neeson. Go to something maybe he's probably celebrating now so he can get some good publicity. Oh, my goodness gracious. Black History Month. Oh, you're going to put that right after Liam Neeson. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great segue, right? <laughs> That's bullshit. All right, I'll say. Do you uh would you like to share some black history from your perspective? Something that is near and dear to your heart, some some historic moment you'd like to share. You said you had a quite a bit. No, I didn't say any of that. No? <laughs> well I had quite a bit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, we can bring that up for Black History. You want to bring up Donald Trump for Black History? <laughs> Are you doing like a Trump marathon? You said this this month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit! You I was gonna mad. watch all the <laughs> best of Donald Trump Volume One. I was mad about that. That was a minute. You get your best. I went thirty Best, best Trump memes, Najee. We get you up. Oh, there are a lot of those. You did get her that calendar, right? The Trump calendar, how it read? Oh, yeah, I got her. I got her 2019 oh, and 2020. And 2020. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got 2020. Yeah. Good, good. I got a new stove I was trying to use. <laughs> Burn that shit up. Ain't <laughs> hey, shit in my house. I'm going to have Trump. My son wanted to play the trumpet. Now, hell no, you're playing no goddamn Trump. As soon as you hear Trump, it's a Trump. PTSD, oh, yeah. just like Terry right, Crews on. Huh? <laughs> Too soon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can't play cards with you. Trump. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> Can't. Had to rename it, huh? I'm have to. Nothing trumps my No spades for you. No, none of that. But um, actually, I had my son <laughs> bought me. He didn't bring me, but he showed me this video. Um, and the guy's name was Samuel Jackson. No, oh. Samuel King. And it's Close. what I wasn't taught in school. Okay. And it blew me away. Okay. It just blew me away because Eric, he, he's telling now, like, okay, they're, they're still teaching us the same stuff that they were teaching my grandparents mm-hmm. in school and nothing is changing. So, and it brings a point, like, it's so much history that's, just, that's still <coughs> happening. Yeah. But the schools are not teaching all of our black history. Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, the usual. Right, they do usual stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, like, can you give me some more examples? I'm not sure what you're thinking of. What are you saying? Like, none of the... None... It's, it's like it's designed for us to think a certain way. These are the only people that you should really be talking about. Type deal. Because as history goes on, things change as new people come about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the books are still the same. So if you mean to tell me, so from, how old is my mama? <laughs> so Don't ask from, me. From when our parents was in school uh-huh. up until present day, mm-hmm. nothing has changed for black history. They're still teaching the same thing. Just, uh, what? Uh, like I, I don't know what you, what, what do you yeah, mean? I mean history saying. has changed. <coughs> so, but there's must be something else here. It's thinking. what's being taught. It's I guess what she's saying. Right. What? It's like 
what are you saying should be taught? I don't really know. I mean, you're saying like something should be different. What What is it? What should be different? Everything should be different. It's going to be the same old, same old. Like, yeah. my son but. is like, yeah, we learned about all Martin Luther King and everything. Yeah. He said, but mama, I don't know these people that he's talking about. And I was like, okay. And I told him, we're going to have to Google this <laughs> when I come back. But <laughs> he he's right, because mm-hmm. half the people on there, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. You know, it's people behind the people. I think one of them was the the light bulb, and then it was not um, the Edison guy was actually Louis Lattimore. Or oh, uh, so you're t- you're talking about the inventor but, sort uh, of thing, right? So it's like you don't get the chance to actually know yeah. what's really happening. <coughs> you're just learning the surface of what they're telling you should have happened. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. you got this face like that. Uh, I wish I was. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying well, to give, understand a little more. I mean, but give, give it's example, not like right? it's not clear to me yet. You, so, you, like, okay. Have you ever heard of uh, Henrietta Lacks? No. Okay. Henrietta Lacks. Uh, she had cervical cancer. I think 1950s, mm-hmm. 1950 something like. And they did a uh, cervical biopsy on her, and. She has cells um, that were able to stay alive after she died. Now, why this is important, um, what a lot of doctors or you know scientists end up doing with her live cells, which had never happened before, and I don't think has ever happened since, they're able to test certain things on these cells to make different vaccines. Like the, the reason why polio was eradicated was because they were able to test vaccines on these live cells and see if they worked or not. Mm-hmm. And once they worked, then they came up with the polio vaccine. Um, and they have like billions and billions of, of, of these cells. Um, and they're able to do this on different things. They ever research cancer on these live cells because of her. Like I said, this is, she's, they're called uh, HeLa. Let's say HeLa cells. That's what they're called. And they're like the only cells that they've ever found that they were, were able to remain alive and reproduce infinitely after she died. And this is, like I said, this is important for coming up with many vaccines for different diseases. Uh, like I said, cancer research, uh, cloning. That's the only reason why cloning has happened is because this woman cell, this is a black lady, like I said, in the 1950s. And uh, the sad part of that story is she has saved millions, maybe billions of lives over this time, but she was ne- she never had it patented towards her name, and her family has remained poor ever since uh, that has happened. They haven't given her any money for those sales. The doctors, the scientists, or whoever patented, they own the patent. They have become rich off of that. So Henrietta Lacks and her family have received nothing from that. So this is... A- very, very, to me, a very big thing in black history that's never talked about. But because of those cells, that's how we know there are um, 46 chromosomes in 23 pairs because they were able to test it out, unline uh, those chromosomes, and be able to count how many uh, there actually are. They couldn't do that before, only because of these Henrietta, these Hele- these HeLa cells, because of Henrietta Lacks. That's something you know you don't really hear during Black History. Like I said, still Martin Luther King. 
Uh-huh. That's it, right? Because I just learned something. Yeah, I mean, there's a documentary on that too, and Oprah was trying to make a documentary on that, and I think there was a controversy whether the family was getting paid off of it a few years ago. I don't know if she ever released it or not, though. But there's there's quite a few documentaries on that, and like I said, not a lot of people know about that. Wow. And she ended up she ended up dying of cancer, cervical cancer, and like I said, her family has remained poor <laughs> ever since that. They received nothing from that. <laughs> interesting, very interesting uh, uh, story from her. Like I said, you, that's never happened before, and it hasn't happened since. He's, for the, some reason, her cells were so special, they could remain alive and able to reproduce infinitely. No one else has had since then. It's a very important thing. I don't know. You say you've never heard of it either, huh? Nope. No. That's one thing. Uh, let's go Claudette Colvin. Have you ever heard of her before? Okay. Um, this lady, well, she was a girl at the time. I think she was 15 at the time. Yeah, 15. She was, and I know this is probably the question a lot of people usually have about uh, Rosa Parks. Like, was she like the only one that ever didn't get up off the bus and move, you know, move to seat for a white guy to sit down? Well, the answer is no. Uh, Claudette Coleman was one of them. Uh, I'll tell you why you haven't heard about her much uh, in, the, in the end, but she refused to get up from her seat um, for a white guy to sit there. And she actually had a friend, I think, that was sitting beside her and didn't get up either. She was arrested. This is part of the whole Montgomery bus, uh, bus uh, boycott thing that was going on then. She helped testify. Um, and eventually the state and local laws that had black people move from their seats for white people to sit down was deemed unconstitutional. I think she was one of the five people that helped testify to the Supreme Court and had that law overturned. Now, the reason why you don't really hear about her, because Rosa Parks, it was an image thing. Uh, yeah. Claudette Colvin, she was 15, but she was um, she was unwed mother. She was, you know, she was pregnant at the time. And I think it was somebody within, I think, NAACP organization uh, who she was pregnant by. So it wouldn't have been a good image if they put her to the forefront. Like, well, look at her. She, you know, she's having a kid, a teen. She, she's not even married. They probably got more mad at that than anything that she wasn't married. So that's why a lot of people don't hear about her. You hear more about Rosa Parks than anything. So that's another thing. You know, I don't want to take all of it. I don't know if you got. Right, you got right. something. So back to the, the core of the thing about well, what, are we, what are we talking about Black History Month? What about it? We're getting to that. Don't, don't jump oh, okay. the gun. All don't right. jump the gun. I'm, I'm making my point by telling you. <laughs> you got 28 days. I got what the hell is taking so long? All right. <laughs> we got another one. Like Marie Van Britton Brown. She was a full-time nurse. Uh, she was credited with creating the first closed-circuit television security system. A lot of people know about that. She made that to where uh, alarms could be triggered, to where it would help. Call, it would call the police. There was the camera system where people could view and see if you know people are doing something bad in your venue or whatever. She made that. See, this, these are little getting to her point. These are things that you don't hear about. It's the big, you know, the big. Well, I want to say this is not big, but it's the regular stuff. It's the uh, the Harriet Tubman and the Frederick Douglass and the Martin Luther King thing. The point I think you're trying to make is we're much more than just civil rights movement workers. 
Right. You know, we're we're inventors. We're not say we're scientists. We're important people. We're a part of American history. Uh, let's see, what was another one I had? Uh, yeah. Oh, look. Ah, this was a good. One. This one was a real important one, I guess. If you want to talk about that, uh, Lonnie G. Johnson, an aerospace engineer who worked for NASA and had a short stint in the Air Force. He is important because he made a very uh, fun summer product, which is a super soaker gun. <laughs> he invented the water gun, the super soaker, <laughs> which everyone loves. I have five of them myself. <laughs> and I, I love using them every summer that comes around. And I, you know, I have water fights. But I've seen them, what, what since the 90s or 80s or so, those have been coming around. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure your kids probably have used those a couple times yeah. or the holes and sprinkle outside one. Yeah, so that's a very important thing. Um, Philip E. Oh, let me say his name. Like Philip E. Philip E. Maguali. See, and this is another thing too. Do you think Black History Month should just talk about Black history that's just from America? No. Okay. Well, this is uh, this is a perfect example here. Philip E. Maguali. Uh, he is from Nigeria, one torn country. Uh, he was he lived a lot of his days in refugee camp. He dropped out of school at 14 because his parents could no longer afford to pay school fees. Uh, he is known as uh, the inventor of the world's first supercomputer, which was able to perform 3.1 billion calculations per second. He's known as the Bill Gates of Africa. Something, like I said, not a lot of people know about and it's not taught a lot. And the reason why we probably hear a lot of just Martin Luther King, now I'm getting to the point, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, <laughs> Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, is, <laughs> and this brings me to the point, Black History Month, of why I do not think it should be a month anymore. It's because it's too much damn history to put in a month. You you don't, and the shortest month in the year, you don't, you don't have enough time to compress all that history in 28 days right. it should be you know i think just calling it black history month kind of separates us anyway i think it you know it just makes it look like oh we're just giving you know these special these under under privilege or special people their own month so let's give them their month and just tell them to shut up for the rest of the year that's why they keep yeah. changing give them a Celebration day. Yeah. He going eventually end up in February. <laughs> <laughs> ah, put him in February where he belongs. <laughs> yeah. Carter G. Woodson, he's the creator of Black History Month. Well, no, actually, I take that back. He's the creator of Black History Week. Um, I think it was 1926. He came up with it, and uh, let's see, 1969. What was the president around then? I don't think it was Lyndon B. Johnson, but. Uh, can't remember the president that was around there, but the president that was there in 1969 made it a you know a Black History Month and it's been what over what 50 years now. You said 1969. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson. Okay. Okay. Earl Richard Nixon. Hmm, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. We've had Black History Month for over 50 years now. I think it's time to 
just get rid of the month and just make it part of regular uh, curriculums now. Just teach it throughout the year because to me, it doesn't. It sounds like it's separate from American history. Just yeah, it's called American history now. I mean, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, like it's just. I think it, it causes a lot more division than it than it helps. And yeah, I think I it, agree with that. It, it leans more into the notion of saying that it's like, well, you know, you guys just can't stand on your own with regular history. We yeah. need to create a new category yeah. to try and build you up because you're so dependent or something like that. But, but yeah, if you just had regular history, I mean, I, I, I resent even more so actually, I think in some ways, like it would be more helpful if there was some other, cause I mean, it's just black history, which, which doesn't really, I mean, it's not like it, Oh, it just speaks to one people group. I mean, you know, he's like, Oh, that's just white people. I mean, I don't like that either. I mean, you know, cause you know, it's white people. It's like, Oh, white people invented this white people invented that. It's like, but yeah, it's like, okay. So you have German white people and Norwegian white people. And I mean, you have, Irish people and I mean it's like okay what are you really saying when you just say white people or yellow people or it's like I don't I don't see how that's helpful at all mm. right I mean if you just say it's like let's just celebrate great people why don't, why don't we celebrate great people mm. right and if you were just honest about actually celebrating great people <coughs> then people that did great things will, will be in there you know you don't have to worry so much about everything else yeah. as long as we're elevated to those great people yeah. you know yeah, if you focus, as long as you focus, if you spend more time focusing on the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and what actually happened, mm-hmm. then sure, then you, you you can you can be sure that it's like okay, at least then it'll be more fair, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then now, then the uh, the responsibility to actually teach these things—that's the only thing I would be afraid of—is like. Well, you know what? To I mean, me, I'm with you on that, right? Yeah. Because in today's society, I feel more concerned that the bigger deal is that people just aren't really sharing the truth. I mean, yeah. However, however you look at things, I mean, mm-hmm. especially with the internet now, you can you can say whatever you want, and people mm-hmm. will believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but the media's got terrible eyes, <clears> and there's just it's so much more difficult now to find good information and. Yeah, and even I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be out there with you a little bit on the side of saying that, like, I mean, I don't think all the history books do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a, it's a difficult, difficult thing. But you know what Napoleon said? What's that? Napoleon said he's like, you know what history is? It's just lies agreed upon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that could be true. I don't know. I'm just saying. You know, but, but I mean, the, the history is history is important, right? But yeah. it's only it's only good if it's true, yeah. right? And it all depends on who the, the person telling the story. Like, right. what happens? This what happens? Remember the story we did? Uh, I think it was in New Hampshire or something like that. With the the um, the kids were singing the the Ku Klux Klan song. Like, whatever the teacher gets a hold of that, uh, just, and he doesn't, you know, put a big he doesn't put a big backing into teaching this black history. He just like, I'll just get the, the cliff notes for black history. And he just reads the regular things again, you know, Martin Luther King, just Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass. He doesn't really go deep into it. He's, you know, he's just trying to hurry up and get it out of the way. You know, if, if no one is forcing them to say it, which is like guessing that's the good thing about black history month is that it's forcing you to say it, but it's not forcing you to dig deeper and getting some actual good information for to what African Americans did in this country. 
I'm just worried about now if it's not implemented like Black History Month, the wrong person gets a hold of it and really doesn't do anything now. I mean, like I said, like the guy was singing Ku Klux Klan song, when if he tries to change history or change how history is told without someone actually getting his behind. What do you think? Uh, do you think there's going to be some more, more ramifications for not having a Black History Month than just having um, schools set up the curriculum themselves? I, th- I think things will be better without Black History Month. You think it will be better? Yeah. As, as far as like <clears throat> racial relations. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me ask you something. I know this is how I feel. I always felt, at least, I think I can remember as early as elementary, when they had Black History Month and they had like things going on, like in the gym or stuff like where they had a gathering for the school and maybe there was like uh, people doing speeches or. Yeah. You ever feel like (laughs) um, anyone who wasn't black was like, oh, here we go again with Black History Month? I'm like, ah, what does this guy do with me? It's the same skit from last year. Right. We always play it. <laughs> and that, it, that goes back to, again, it's <clears throat> the same thing over and over. And people see it coming. You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. That same auditorium. About to line up because your homeboy was on stage. Yeah. And you're just like, well, guys, why not get Yeah, the well, when's going to be over? Right. Yeah. It's just... I think it's, if they put, if they brought you there, mm-hmm. you know, don't put us in such a small box. Just like the movies. Like, <laughs> like for a while, right. all you saw, it seems like, was early 90s, seemed like it was nothing but hood movies. And then it was slave movies. Like, I got so tired every time I turned around. It was so the 12 Years a Slave yeah. and Roots, Roots remake, like, Okay, let's, let's start making some different movies. Let's talk about some empowering movies where people we're not servants or subservient people. Let's make some movies where it actually has some power behind us. Or civil rights leaders. Like I wanted to see something different. And it seems like that was uh I think Matthew McConaughey was the last one. Uh, I can't remember what that one was called, but that was the last like slave slash abolitionist movie that I saw come out. And it didn't do well because I think the the environment wasn't supporting anymore. It's like okay, we're getting tired of you know winning awards for you know these type of movies. Let's let's do something different. And it's the same thing with the teaching with Black History Month. I'm like okay, let's talk about something different. It's more than us than just civil rights movement people and slaves. There's other parts of history we can talk about, like things I just introduced there. Besides this, Claudette Colvin, she kind of falls into that, but she's little known, so that's why I entered. I put that into history facts. So, yeah, so I'm just, uh, I just, yeah, I do think it separates us. It does, it, to me, it just kind of lowers black people because it's just like, you know, we're just giving you a handout here. Yeah. We're giving you a little month here, and you got like fashion and. <clears throat> Just with like clothing, you got yeah. different types of African American heritage through our clothing. We show through our hair. It's just certain things that we can do. It doesn't have to be like all oh, civil rights, yeah. you know, because 
again, the, especially the younger people, mm-hmm. they may not understand or want it even yeah. here because of what they're used to. So I think if they kind of put it all out there mm-hmm. and let people see, okay, this is all our history, mm-hmm. not just black history, because like you said, different kinds of blacks, blacks yeah. here, blacks in Nigeria, African American. Yeah, because it's, it's not the Nigerians' so. history. Right. But what I'm saying is, it's just, it's more than just 337 pages in a book. 28 <laughs> days in a month. Mm-hmm. We're bigger than that. Well, I mean. Oh, well, 20, yeah, we do. We get 2090 leap year. Well, I mean, but I mean, camping, uh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I, I guess are you, are you just saying that the history is disproportionate? That there's really just more history. Than there's, there's not enough empowering not... history being told. Right. You mean for the black community? Yeah. I mean, we've, now, but yeah. but let, let me ask a legit question. Well, for all <clears> communities, <throat> but we're specifically talking about black history. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you just saying that it's like, well, they just don't teach enough about, or are you talking about Black History Month or are you talking about Black History in general? The topic is Black History Month. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> oh, I'm just making sure. Facey. I said the topic is Black History Month. <laughs> right. We only got a couple of days left. Stop fucking around. Uh. You're killing our time. <laughs> All right. We'll, I mean, we'll yeah. I mean, you you could you could talk about whatever. <laughs> I was just making sure. I was wondering, like, if you're talking about the history books, or you're talking about yeah, Black History Month, like what they talk about in Black History Month. Well, they tie them together. Well, I, I'm just thinking. I mean, because I mean, of course, you never have you never have complete history books. You never learn everything there is to know about history. There's a lot a lot of stuff happened in the last few hundred years in, in the United States. I mean, it's not. There's no way you could exhaust all the information of that, and especially not in high school. Yeah, but they seem to talk about the same thing, though. Like since I was a kid, a lot of stuff that I found out, I had to look up on my own, you know. And thank God for Google. See, you know what? Though, to me, I don't know what you think about this, but to me, no, they talk about less now than they when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's so less true. less about history than, yeah. and I just mean all history. Forget about just Black history. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, shoot, if I would go by uh, what the history books told me, I would still think Columbus was the first person to discover America. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole tone. Yeah. <laughs> you see my face? I was like, go ahead, I was <laughs> <laughs> But as long as you get that day off, nobody cries about that. Nobody cares about that. It's like, nobody, I wouldn't care if you got a federal holiday for a Ku Klux Klan day, as long as you get that time and a half. I go to work anyway. I go to work anyway. Fuck y'all. Y'all make me work on Martin Luther King. They're going to pay me to work today, too. You think, you think the Klan cares? I guarantee the Klan is happy they got Martin Luther King Day off. They're getting that time and a half off. They may be cursing out. You work on Martin Luther King Day, am I not? Oh, yeah? Hell yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Shoot, damn. You bring your black ass to work? <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> so, you agree? It should be, it should throughout, be throughout the, the year. whole year. Okay. See, I don't know, man. She's, she's, she wants it 12, 12 months a year. <laughs> 365. You damn right. I'm black every day. Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I talk to y'all. Black, white, Muslim ass every day. Every day from fucking Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> fucking compare fools. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
That's fucked up. Hell cool. yeah, I'm black every day. It should be every day, the whole year. Cool, cool. And on the leap year, it should be 366 days. I don't give a fuck about your breaks. All right. <laughs> I think Liam Neeson would agree with you on that. Oh, man. I think me and him should go running together. You go running? Oh, look. <laughs> I don't know. You, you might not come back alive. There ain't going to be no running. I'm fat as hell. I'll give <laughs> If I tell him it's a setup, nigga, I'm gonna tell you right. <laughs> Somebody told you my ass was running, they fucking lied, okay? <laughs> my black ass don't even run to the store. I drive, nigga. <laughs> you better make sure I have your Gucci outfit on when you go out there with Tim. Only reason, only way I would wear that because the mouth is open, so I can still eat. That's about it. <laughs> You want to hide your shame? You want to hide your shame? You don't want people to know who you are no, <laughs> eating all this buffet? Nah, fuck that. They gonna know me. <laughs> you don't come near bed with you the got, sweet time. You got okay? sauce all over your Gucci outfit. Bitch, it's gonna be inside out. They'll never know it's Gucci. <laughs> I ripped the label off. <laughs> you ripped the lips off. <laughs> they be like, who's CCI? <laughs> CC. <laughs> Communication <laughs> intelligence. That's what oh my god, you guys! <laughs> and that was a Black History moment in Najee's life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap the show up. Thank you for tuning in to another show of Hostile Therapy with Big Red, Mr. Adam, and Najee, the extraordinary comedian. Hey, hey. I want y'all to go. I'm going to give y'all a homework assignment. Go home, go home and look up some sort of black history moment. Does it designate the name uh, uh, with Martin Luther King, with Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass? You know the usual names. Look up something different. Look up uh, the case of Gila Cells, if you don't know anything about that. And then get back to me. Y'all do that shit. Yeah, I mean, look up something. You tell me I ain't doing no more goddamn homework. You want to fuck home? That's it. You go. You go home and look up uh, the birthplace of Donald Trump and <laughs> how he came. To, you read his book. Uh, what is the art of the, art deal. Of the deal? Yeah, uh, you read that whole book and you get back to me. Give me a five-page report, single-spaced. And that crush yourself to help. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We will see y'all on the next podcast. Peace out.